What's going on, Sha? Um, absolutely nothing. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited we're back. You know, we had a little hookup there. We missed uh, the bonus episode. Right. Fans, but we are back in these streets live in effect. I'm um, excited. I, I I need to take a moment actually to uh discuss your um apology clip. Okay. Um what? I think is my main question. What? <laughs> huh? What 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 why? How did it go? <laughs> it was very well done, but like do your thoughts like it literally just sounded like you were in a room with the wind blowing the curtains back. And your shirt, which was unbuttoned, all of that being blown back by the R and B wind that's always in all of the videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was feeling real emotional, you know. Uh, you know, most people sing songs about uh, women. I, I get really touched about failed audio issues. Okay, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i mean i guess we all have our passion You gotta remember, like, once you, you know, remove the fact that, like, I, I'm not singing about like a lost love, you mm -hmm. know, with this young lady, uh, and I'm just singing about this song, or this, in this case, this, this, this podcast that I didn't record correctly. Um, all the other aspects are the same, you know. Like, I was by myself. It was three in the morning, you know, and <laughs> I was having this problem. Like, or every, you know, so I was like, I'm really alone here editing audio. Uh, you know, I was. <laughs> I had a glass of wine, you know, like I was there in every yeah. other way. It was the R and B video. Um, right. But yeah. Um, I had no one to console me. I called that's, I called you at nine in the morning to let you know, Hey, let this is what's going on. Yes. So I, yeah. I was, I was moved. Like, I, 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 I figured I was like, it's, Oh no, it's fine. I, um, in fact, when you called, I was already at, at my office. I had to go to my office very early. Uh, so you called and I answered and then you started talking and then I, I didn't want to put the phone to my head because I uh, had just gotten off of the train and I hadn't had a chance to wipe it down yet. So then okay. I'm reaching for my headphones and wrestling with them and I put them in. And so I missed you actually saying that the sound wasn't working and it blah, blah, blah. So when I came in, <laughs> I forget exactly what you were saying, but the tone of your voice was so sad. Yeah. That I was like, oh, I guess, I guess the sound maybe didn't work or so. Like I put it together <laughs> just, just based on the tone of your voice, which yeah. was just, you were the saddest one in boys to men, the dude with the cane. <laughs> you sounded like a breakup song by boys to men when the dude with the cane was still with them and did his little spoken interlude. That's what you sounded like at nine in the morning. That was my energy. That's 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 exactly what I was trying to put out there. I'm glad uh, as an artist, I was able to mm -hmm. protect that feeling uh, to the public, you know. Um, but it also makes sense that you um, you were alone at 3 a.m. drinking wine, trying like now that that brings everything into a starker relief as to right. why 
why it sounded the way it did <laughs> and why that seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it out there. They're like, I just started getting like a whole bunch of messages from my friends. They're like, yo, you good? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's Everybody's like, like, you know, it's a podcast, right? Like it's cool. Like, you know, you're going to record another episode uh, next week. And I'm like, yeah, but y'all don't know what I've been through. You know, I was trying to edit this audio. I had a system going, you know, Oh, um, that's guess, so funny! You know, like, so yeah, it felt it felt heavy, you know. Uh, yeah, shout outs to Gordon Baker Bone, by the way, for uh, doing a great episode that nobody will hear. Yeah, um. <laughs> we'll have him back on uh, as soon as possible. Um, <laughs> but I know what that's like. There are a couple of uh, podcasts that I've been a guest on, and I was just like, "Huh, maybe they just didn't like it." And then I find out like a year later, like, "Oh no, the dog ate it or something." Like it's just- <laughs> completely gone sorry about that it happens i do have it um i will put it out one day when like that's in style like you know like how kanye like brought back like you know the the vocoder and singing with 808s uh-huh there's ever like a a a niche audience for like podcasts is where two of the three people have way too much reverb and echo effect <laughs> then it'll come out you know as an exclusive <laughs> but, okay uh, all right uh, yeah so keep your eyes peeled for that uh yeah. everybody there you go and i also bought a whole bunch of uh vocoder apps myself so uh, <laughs> that's good <laughs> i'm glad i'm playing if i ever have an audio issue again and i need to apologize to the people there will be a 808 and heartbreaks inspired song of apology you know it's oh, gonna come wow. out so yeah i hope it never happens but if it does happen it will be nominated for a grammy so, <laughs> <laughs> it might be a win overall <laughs> oh my goodness i have another order of business that i think we need to discuss talk to me what's going um, on um someone asked me uh via twitter what if we have a name for our our listeners yet our hive as it were Ooh. Uh, and I thought uh, I should bring that to you um, because I, I don't think we do. And I feel like these kinds of things are organic. But I mean, if, we, we're, if we're out here as much as we're out here, uh, which is to say as out here as we feel like being, I feel like we <laughs> like that, that's something that we should uh, have at the ready. You know, like what what do listeners want to call themselves um yeah i think that's important you know we got we're in the era of letting you self-identify i'm with Mm -hmm. that you know yeah so i i I just i i don't have an exact idea as to what um what we should use i think listeners should help us come up with that um but i'm open to you know suggestions so if people want to like send us suggestions for you know listener names and remember you, you guys are coming up with that, but this is something that you will be identified as for the rest of your life. So, <laughs> right. Like, really think about it. Yeah. I like, think. would you wear this on a T-shirt? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's going to happen, you know? Right. Um, right. Yeah. How's how's this going to look on a tote bag? <laughs> I want, I don't know what it's going to be, but I want it to be like a, a word that's like, it makes me sound. Like I like I I want it to be like yo gas to learn how to say that word, you know. 
Like I say it well, but I didn't say it well the first time. You know? Okay, so yeah. you you want it to be a new word to you? Like it doesn't need to be, but it needs to feel that way. I okay, feel, that all feels right, right. Like okay. you know, like if it was like something like contingent, you know, like, <laughs> this is the contingency. <laughs> like I could say that, but I promise you, the first time I read it, it didn't go well. Okay, you know? gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I like I like. That feels right. That's the that's the energy I think that uh okay. I I, I want to put out there. That feels so that feels uh, how do you feel about puns? I feel like we need to get this out of the way. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you want any any wacky puns or anything? Like, how do you feel about war reporters? That feels a little too easy for me. Yeah, that's a layup. I don't like. Yeah, that. yeah. I want I want you to really think about this, y'all out there. Like war reporters seems very easy, but I also I want it to be a little tougher than that, a little smarter. Uh, clearly, a word that Gastor has struggled with in his past. <laughs> if you can just kind of think about what word that could be and fit that in somehow. Yeah, that feels right because like it just sound like like you guys are members of like a rapper's imprint label that never signed anybody important, you know. <laughs> okay so now we're you moving know, into a snazzier a yeah. snazzier kind of direction like huh. how Busta Rhymes had like the conglomerate you know what I mean that sounded real heavy we mm-hmm. never heard anybody in this conglomerate you know what I mean they, they never okay. came out but they, okay. they were there they, I'm sure they existed wait you know, where where did the conglomerate fall in the they were post flip mode Okay. But it was just Buster and Spliff at this point. He was just like, <laughs> <"All right." laughs> So they were the conglomerate. That was it. It's a two-man conglomerate. I right, okay. sounded real heavy, but uh But it was just those guys. Okay. Sounded good. And also, uh I, I feel like I should bring this up that um Spliff Star really should send us a check for as much as we talk about him. <laughs> Real talk. Like Real we talk. we lift him up a lot around here <laughs> at the war report. And I would like to be acknowledged for doing so. We do I, wonders for saying. that dude's SEO rank. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put you in the search terms for every episode, whether we mention you or not. We just need you to know that anytime someone is looking for Splip Star, they find us and we are also looking for Splip Star. <laughs> Oh man, I love that. I, w- I want that to happen so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the news. Okay. <laughs> Florida's uh, DeSantis faces criticism over COVID nineteen vaccination clinics in upscale communities. That's right. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is facing bipartisan criticism and a call for a federal investigation after the state set up invitation-only COVID-19 uh, vaccination clinics in at least two upscale neighborhoods. Uh, one prominent developer in the community donated to DeSantis' campaigns in the amounts of 25 and 50K in 2018 and 2019 um, for a total of 125K total, um, according to the campaign finance records. These exclusive vaccine clinics allowed about 6,000 people to jump ahead of the tens of thousands of seniors on the wait list in Manatee and uh, Charlotte counties. 
Uh, yeah, this is uh type gangster. Oh rap. wow! Real invitation grease. only. Real talk, my man was acting like a club bouncer with these needles. It's like nah, b you ain't you ain't you ain't paid a bouncer. You don't get to come in. That I need my money. That's wild, even for Florida. First of all, good for Florida for even having vaccines. <laughs> I did not see that for you. So <laughs> good on you for that. Um, it is a shame that they are invitation only. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. Invitation only. In in only like two particular communities. Yes, it's kind of suspect. It looks a little wild up there. I wouldn't I, I, I would not trust. I don't I don't know. I mean, like that's so who wants to, I mean, like, did you have to, like, wait in a deep line to get to the bar to get your literal shot? Like, I don't trust any of this. Is there a dress code <laughs> for these Can't clinics? Get loafers, B. And also, did they, it says that it allowed 6,000 people to jump ahead of tens of thousands of seniors on wait lists. So, like, did the people on the wait list get to see them, like, rolling forward ahead of them? Like, did they, you know what I mean? That that would be worse, uh, but I would applaud the gangster. Like, no! <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I'm not on board with the idea, but like I do want to do that to someone in another setting. Like, like yeah. yo, I'm gonna pass you in the line, but you got to get in line first. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's basically how clubs work. That's just so wild. There's no way. There's I, that's mm, that's so ridiculous, and also like it's. I mean, like the whole point is, I don't, I mean, are they going to, are these people then going to be out in the street more or are they going to go home and hide from everyone? Yeah, like, that, they're already in a gated community. Like what? I don't know. It's very confusing. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause like if you in Florida with money, like your property is like 10,000 square feet. Like you was already good. Like yeah. how did you get to <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could probably wait that out. I mean, if you're just it's just you and your marble house cuz I assume all big houses <laughs> in Florida are made out of marble. So it's you and your marble house and then like let the people who are living all up on top of each other in apartments yeah get the shot cuz they're the ones around folks. You ain't around nobody at all. Like Yeah. Even if, like, when you shop in, like, rich places in Florida. Like, I went to, like, a, a supermarket in Florida. I forgot what time. I know they, they had decent bread. But, like, I remember, like, I went in at, like, 12 o'clock. And I went to the potato chip aisle. And I was by myself for, like, 25 minutes. Hmm. Like, I got, I got to go up and down the aisle. Look at the brands, grab a bag, put it back, fluff it up. Cause I used to sell chips. I didn't want to disrespect <laughs> the vendor. Like I took time analyzing the calories and everything. My wife like shopped the whole store. Were and you I was in by a, myself in this whole out? Were you in a Publix? Yeah, it was some mm-hmm. like it's not New York, but it was huge. And it was, yeah, like, no, 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 no. Friendly people. Yeah, that that was that was Publix. I I mean, look, it's a. Uh... It's a bittersweet relationship that I have with Publix right now because we've learned that they donated lots of money to real shitty causes um, because they're Republican owned, owned in, or at least the family that owns them like gives money to terrible causes or whatever. 
I mean, that said, they're rotisserie chicken, though. I mean, <laughs> like the, <laughs> like Publix has sustained me so many times. Their their deli section for sandwich. My God, my God! Just their chicken fingers, their fried chicken sandwiches. It's wild, and the the aisles are always clean. And yeah. um, yeah, they have a ridiculous. I mean, like. You, I, I imagine you may be able to understand what it's like to grow up in those kinds of grocery stores and then move to New York and just go, why is everything falling on me? Like, why is everything <laughs> stacked to seven feet tall? Where's your room? I can't breathe. I can't breathe in, in the store. <laughs> but that's because for years I've just been dancing down the aisles of Publix, you know, in the it's middle crazy. of the day. Yeah, it's great. It's like, great, but I, uh, I mean, luckily I don't have to deal with it being in New York, but if I was still in Atlanta during when they were finding out who was giving money to who and they're boycott Publix, I'm sure there were a lot of folks that were like, mm, I mean, I want to, I'm with but, you in spirit. Yeah. But them Italian subs though, you know, like it's tough. It's tough. Can you like out donate that? Like, I listen like nah. I don't believe in this, but I need this. So for like every five dollar sub I buy, I'm gonna donate ten dollars. Yeah, that's still not gonna do you. Nah. They put a lot of money out there, you know. <laughs> because they've been propped up by my rotisserie chicken dollars, you know? <laughs> so they definitely are gonna beat you on that. Now you're I mean You've donated money, and that's good, and hopefully you can write that off on your taxes or something. But you also probably have eaten more fried chicken sandwiches than you should. Although that's hard to say because they're Publix ones, so it doesn't feel like a chore, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, if you live, I mean, yeah, if you're in one of these fucking VIP communities, I think you get to wait. (laughs) <laughs> I think you yeah. should wait a little longer unless you're like I don't think it's I don't think it's right that upscale communities got their own their own special you know velvet rope yeah nah, uh, that's not cool vaccination shots that's terrible only people that should be allowed to skip the line in those communities are people that work at these publics um they are serving the community yeah or people who work for those people yeah I like that mm-hmm there you go. You a cashier at Publix, you can skip the line. Rest of them, they got to wait. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they even, I think I just saw, maybe it was Ohio, where they opened up another level of people who were allowed to get shots, and it was like uh, anyone 60 and older. And I was like, who the hell have you been giving shots to <laughs> this whole time? Who's getting the shots then? <laughs> We just we just got to the sixty and older, not even sixty and older. Oh lord! Yeah, I was mad at that too. I was like, when I when I was looking for the shots, I found like ten places that were like walking distance from my crib. So Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is beautiful, but they were all sixty five and up. Mm. And I was like, I ain't seen a grandfather in East New York in my life. Well, that's because you all look young having to live in those streets. <laughs> Nobody wants to look like an easy target by being an old person. So everybody, 
out there, you know, in, in Jordans and shit, trying Serious. to look young. <laughs> My dad is out there right now with like a North face on it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's impossible to tell the ages. It's Yo. impossible to tell the ages. I haven't seen anybody in a rocking chair in my life in this neighborhood. Like, I didn't know it was possible. Like, I know grandparents, but only because they were just irresponsible teenagers. Like, oh, you're right. a 35-year-old grandfather. I get it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, like, like 65 and up. Like, I thought you had to leave to do that. I didn't know you could stay here and get that old. That's dope. Yeah. Um, congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, you can do that. You can you can grow older in in communities. It's okay. That's, that's good to know. You know, yeah, that's something to aspire to. Shot. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> New York Times: uh, Woman accuses Cuomo of unwanted advances mm-hmm. in a 2019 and uh, in, in the 2019 crisis deepens. Okay, so a third woman has now come forward. And accused uh, the Democratic New York. I like how they threw that in. And they got to make sure they even on CNN. I like that. The New York Governor Andrew Cuomo of unwanted advances in 2019, um, reported by the New York Times on Monday, adding to an escalating crisis facing the governor in the wake of two other sexual harassment allegations. Uh, the woman and a, ru- a ruck, rook, rutch, uh, told the Times that Cuomo approached her during a crowded wedding reception. In New York in 2019, she told the newspaper she thanked Cuomo for his toast to the newlyweds. And in response, she says he put his hands on her bare lower back, which the Times said was exposed in an open back dress. And when Rauch removed his hand, Cuomo allegedly told her she seemed aggressive as he put his hands on her cheeks. Uh, Then Cuomo asked if he could kiss her. Um, and Roach said uh, she distanced herself as he tried to come closer at this time. Uh, okay, so already, I mean, if you're only reading this, this sounds terrible. You're at a wedding, you're dressed up for a wedding, you're speaking to someone, and you're literally saying something to him that's somewhat important. Hey, thank you. Thanks right. for saying what you did about my friends. That was very sweet. My man's not even listening to you, and he has put his hand on the small of your back. Now, look here. The only people who touch the small of my back are if there's some sort of medical emergency or you are my lover. <laughs> That's it. You're my doctor. You're my lover. You're the only ones touching the small of my back. Like, come on. I think that's, I feel like that's understood. You don't yeah. just go up and touch somebody on the, come on. That's wild. So, and then for him to say that she was aggressive when she removed his hand is like, no, I think you've got that. Are you talking to yourself? She's not being aggressive (laughs) by moving your sweaty paw from the, from her back. You could tell he got like mittens too. Like he got like huge hands, Yeah, big hands, big hands. So, but what's beautiful is, so I just read, I was just reading this story and I was like, Ooh, this is not a good look because you just had those other two women come forward and Mm -hmm. they aren't, you know, they got their stories ain't, you don't look good in those stories and then i keep scrolling and then they have a picture my man was caught on film yep putting his hands on either side of her face while he's saying can i kiss you and, and the looked. the look on her face is literal just pure terror <laughs> pure terror there's no oh way you can look God. at the photograph and not go 
Oh yeah, no, she she wants to kiss him. Yeah, and what's she, wild is she definitely is giving off that energy, mm-hmm. but he is not giving off the oh I fucked up look. Like mm-hmm. there's a look that like you like oh maybe I I misstepped here. He is still feeling himself. Like he still thinks no, this is working. Right. Like, it, it's wild. Like very, like com- completely misreading the dynamic. Yeah. Like keep in mind that this is after she had to remove his hand from the small of her back and he called her aggressive. (laughs) He's still trying to give her a kiss. It's still like, also, if you put your hands on the side of my face, you are my dentist or you are my lover. Do you understand that? (laughs) And honestly, if you're doing it as my lover, I'm going to be like, what are you doing? Yeah, (laughs) like I got to say. Are we we filming a movie? Why are you doing this? Yeah, I was trying to think of that. Like, I was like, I've been married now. 12 years, I don't think I've held Gabby's face, like, at both both of my hands? Like, am I trying to choke her? Like, right. what's happening? Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> like are, every... <laughs> you are my dentist. That's it. You're, if, you're just my dentist. I was telling Gabby about it yesterday. I was like, honey, like, if I held both sides of your face, it's because you told me, like, hey, look at my face. Am I swollen? <laughs> like... <laughs> Cuomo is touching this young woman in ways that you ask close people to you to touch you to see if there's something wrong with you. Yeah, that is not like a loving moment. It's no, oh my goodness. Mm-mm. Oh my god! So I saw this picture and I was like, "Ooh, bro, you might be losing your job." I don't know. I mean, he's got a minute in there, and he could prevail. Lord knows, dudes like that have prevailed for a small period of time. But uh, yeah, this is definitely not a good look. <laughs> this is this is rough. I'm this I'm not is, a fan of this move at all. Nope. Yeah. And y'all yeah, and y'all didn't want Miranda. Come on. <laughs> Miranda's not gonna be out here touching women at the small of her back. At, at all. The small of their back. She's not gonna be touching their faces. She knows better. I'm trying to think of when I touched the small That's such a weird move. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I've anytime I've held like if I touch someone's the smaller they back is we're dating. Right. Um, my sister and like a picture, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, or you were falling off a stage when Right. You and you're, you're yes, exactly. You're catching someone. Yeah. And even then, there's a difference in the style of touch. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so, not intimate. Yeah, it's not, it's just like whoop. Usually yeah. there's that sound too. Whoop. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're touching the small of my back, but you're making the whoop noise, I get it. Yeah. But yeah. I don't, but- I don't think Cuomo was saying, whoa. Yeah, I definitely, like, I say, yo. (laughs) (laughs) If I'll say that, it's just weird. Yeah, I'm with you on this. You sold me. I know I was, I'm glad I was practicing this already. Yeah, yeah. Now now I know uh, this is just a creeper move. Also, you're very tall. So for you to be touching the, the, the smalls of people's back, you got to bend over in an uncomfortable way. So yeah. I can't see you doing that in general anyway. It's just weird. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, when it makes sense. Like, it's just awkward. Like, if I'm six feet tall and then, like, average women is, like, five, 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 four. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. then, like, right off the bat, they're already shorter than me. And I'm touching the smaller of your back. Like that, like at that point, I'm I'm in like like I'm playing defense on you, like we on the court. Why am I yeah, crouched okay. down down there? All right, yeah, no, that's true. Okay, so defense, doctors, my lover, that's it. Go. Those are there the only go. ones. 
<laughs> you ain't scoring on me. I yeah. touch the small of your bat. That's about it. Man, yeah. You're trying to score. It's different. It's a whole different move here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, whole towns are refusing uh, COVID-19 vaccines in Mexico. Uh, for for Mexican Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Abrador, uh, vaccine vaccinating all Mexicans has been a matter of responsible national health. Um, but uh, in certain towns, uh, for example, in the town of Aldama, a small town of seven thousand, located in the central highlands of southern Mexican state of Chiapas, uh, some people say they will not get vaccinated regardless of the vaccination plan or where the vaccine comes from. Um, Maria Magdala Lopez Santis, uh, a, a local resident of Aldama was quoted as saying, why would I get vaccinated? I'm not sick. I wouldn't be uh, good if they tried. It wouldn't be good if they tried to force it on us to get vaccinated. Um, and most of this stems from the lack of trust uh, between uh, this community of indigenous people and their local federal government. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this I mean, is going to be get a it. tough one. Yeah. Like I, I was like, I was, I was reading it at first. Like when I read the title, I was like, these motherfuckers by the end of it, I was like, yeah, I kind of get your energy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it, 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 uh, it, to like this article to me, like when reading it, it was just full on proof that like, yo, the government should be using this as like the ultimate test of what your public rating is. Like, I, mm. if people are taking the vaccine, that community at least somewhat trusts the government. Right. You know, so whatever you're doing at the very least, like, like it should be like the restaurant ratings in New York. Like, I, right, you hit 80% <laughs> of the people in the community and they taking the vaccine, you get you like an a, a rating. Yeah, you get like a B. If <laughs> no one's taking your shit, like, yo, you got to reassess government, put some fines up, shut them down, get a new, get some new people in there. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I it it's completely understandable. Um, and it when people don't understand it, I'm like, oh, so you've never, uh, not <laughs> like so you still have some sort of trust in the federal government that they will <laughs> do right by you. Um, because I, I I don't I don't have that necessarily. I don't really have that trust. And so yeah, I totally. I, I, I totally get where they're coming from with this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's, it, but, and also it's not a good look when the federal government or at least state governments are just like, yeah, put the clinics in the fancy places. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, why would you, and then you go to a tiny town that's like, no, I'm like an afterthought. If you even thought of me. Right. And what are you, what is this? What is this? You no, know, they, they going to learn. Yeah. I, uh, I knew it was bad because my, 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 my kids asked me like, yo, uh, so where these shots coming from? You know? Cause I don't know. Like, I was like, yo, like you 11 and 12, like you don't, you shouldn't have an opinion on, on this at all. <laughs> where, are these, where are these shots coming where are these from? Shots coming? They, like, they were like on some, like, I don't know if I trust this dad. And I'm like, when did you get so jaded? At this stage? <laughs> <laughs> like, who hurt you? What's going on? <laughs> I know. Wait till they <laughs> fully go through puberty. They haven't even done that yet. And so now they're like, nah, I don't know. 
They're like, I don't wow, know about wow. this. Pop. I, I, I don't feel right. I'm like, for real? Like, yeah, but it look it looked kind of sketchy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'll be worried out there, man. But uh I'm I'm glad they're uh they're at least thinking uh, about it. Sure. No, I like trusting things. I, I like the critical thinking uh that's involved there. And I mean, I also don't trust anything. So <laughs> I get it. I understand that. But I mean, you know, I even with the idea of the shot, I'm like, I mean, I'm going to get it. But please know that there is a part of me that's like, oh, well, what is this? No, no, no. But I'll, I'll just supersede that and get the shot. Yeah, you know. a, a part of me has debated on like I should wait till New Year's, like just to make sure this ain't like I am legend, and, <laughs> and, and like we ain't all gonna die. Because my wife took the shot already, so I'm like, I'm thinking of the kids. Like one of us should be around. So mm-hmm. like if she's right and I go because I ain't get the shot yet, uh-huh. it still got a parent, right? You know? But since so she took the shot and it turns out to make her a weird werewolf. Right. You know, then sure. I'm still here, you know, and the baby's a good money. Right. Okay. Well, like, I'm it was glad. selfless. Yeah. Yeah. You you seem to have really thought this through. Um, I think you can't. so. Yeah. You can't. That's ironclad logic. <laughs> 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 that makes it, you know, it, it, it's thinking in a way that I would never think of it because I don't have children. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, real science right here. Real World science. Yeah. Podcast, baby. <laughs> oh, oh man, man. <laughs> uh, six dr zeus books won't be published anymore because they portray people in a hurtful and wrong way that's right uh six dr zeus books will no longer be published um and uh, the titles are and to think that i saw it on mulberry street if i ran the zoo mcelly gotts pool on beyond zebra scrambled egg supper and the cat's quizzer that's right uh in a statement from dr zeus's enterprises it said it made the decision after consulting educators and reviewing its catalogs um it is ceasing sales on these books only um books only part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure dr zeus's enterprises catalog represents and supports all communities and families um, yeah, so this has been like ongoing for a, a while. A study in uh, tw- 2019 examined 50 of Dr. Zeus's books and found that 43 out of 45 characters of color have characteristics aligning with the definition of Orientalism. Uh, the two African characters uh, both have anti-Black characteristics. Uh, so yeah, and he has like a, a Dr. Zeus for a lot of people that don't know why he has all these books that are loved. Um, the guy himself has like a long history of publishing, uh, racist and anti-Semitic, uh, anti-Semitic work, um, spanning back to the 1920s when he was a student at Dartmouth. Uh, yeah. Wow. Hey, I mean, you know, it's an old man who writes books that rhyme that he wrote long before <laughs> you were born. The yeah, like this shouldn't day. be a surprise. I mean, like, right? yeah, this, this is, this shouldn't necessarily be a surprise. And I mean, I guess it's probably good to stop uh printing these books um but these weren't i mean these ain't the money makers yeah word. you know what i mean like yeah no one i i have not i don't remember as a child people 
you know, kids being like, nah, if I ran the zoo, that one's my shit. You know what I mean? We were basically, it was green eggs and ham. It was top on pop or, or, you know, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. You know what I mean? Like we had our ones and these seem to be, we're all probably before our time. And I mean, if you look at these, you probably wouldn't even think to give them to your kids now because they're just first very old. (laughs) <laughs> like clearly old because like these aren't like it's not like the black people that he wrote about in these books the stereotype is a stereotype that we're uh familiar with based on the past 20 to 30 years right this is like old school you know what i mean like old school based on africans like like heart horrible like um, I don't know, whatever, just not like really ugly ones that we're not, I mean, we're not necessarily speaking about today, but they're still out there. There's like, um, when there are a lot of, uh, Tom and Jerry cartoons and Looney Tune cartoons that they don't show anymore because right, of right. the same kind of imagery that I remember seeing as a kid in like the eighties, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of cartoons where like somebody, um, uh, something would explode in someone's face, and then when the smoke would clear, it was like uh, all the hair, the face was like a black face, and the hair was back in little plaits with little bows on it, like a pickaninny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember seeing that in cartoons, like, as a kid, but not necessarily knowing, like, oh, that's not right. It was just like, oh, that guy had a bomb explode in his face kind of thing. Right, right. But, yeah. you know, those those aren't the those aren't necessarily what's popping right now as far as stereotypes, you know? You just blew my mind right now because I just remembered that whole cartoon. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah, some yeah. racist shit as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. Wow. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy they made the decision, but, like, this, this definitely felt like, like some, like, real afterthought shit. Like, all right, we gotta, we gotta do something to appease the people to make sure we look good. Mm-hmm. But we still got to sell 600 million books this year again. Yeah, um, they could have. I mean, they could have not made this announcement. They could have stopped making these books and not made the announcement. So that, I don't know if it's good that they did make the announcement or not, because, you know, because these aren't the <laughs> these weren't the <laughs> top sellers. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's this, nice that they are making, I guess, the move. I, I But sometimes I'm, I'm sometimes I get tired of acknowledging people doing the right thing. Yeah, I, I I don't feel like this was uh, announcement worthy. Like this felt yeah. like a reach. Like, yeah, we want we want to get credit for this, but I'm not a fan of this. Uh, I feel like this is like like when No Limit like soldiers had like you know like Cain and Abel, you know like those, oh like, Cain and Abel. Yeah, like they had like those other people that like yo, like I know they signed, but like I'm never buying that record, you know. Like I didn't. Did you cop the Cain and Abel album? You know what I mean. Like, no, I feel like, that's that one sat in the, the record store I worked at. That one sat in the racks for a long time. Exactly. No one was really looking. People would come in and look at it and go, "Oh man, they got the Cain and Abel," and then they just keep moving. <laughs> like no one ever stopped. Like finally, <laughs> you got no more searching. But yeah, no one was ever really looking for the Cain and Abel. Yeah. So eventually, Master P was like, "I right, I ain't pressing this album no more." 
That's fair. You know, I mean, on, maybe he shouldn't have to begin with, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, I, I that's that's that is what it is. And nah, that, I, I applaud Master P doing pressing it initially. Okay, that's like that's like a heat check, you know, like when you in basketball, mm, like you shoot okay. a forty footer just to know if you if you really in the zone. That was Master P saying, "Yo, I could do anything. I'm invincible." <laughs> and then he <laughs> <laughs> needed that reality check. Well, to know, you know what? How good am I? The only reason he felt like he could do that is because he unleashed uh, Silk the Shocker on us and nobody stopped him. At all. The dude and said, so he was like, house. what if I did two of those at the same time? <laughs> and it's like, nah, two is two. But we'll give you one because it's your brother, but these two, nah, we can't do that. Yo, he legit said, everybody, if I love you, you getting a deal. <laughs> I'm putting out an album, my brother putting out an album, my other brother putting out an album, my son can't write, he got an album, everybody, <laughs> I don't care what you are, if you related to me, you got a deal, it's happening, this man was unstoppable, so yeah, I like, I applaud his heat check, uh, but I'm glad Dr. Zoof got, 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 got some defense played on him, they shut down <laughs> these six books. <laughs> <laughs> the iconic Mr. Potato Head gets a 21st century rebrand. Uh, this fall, uh, you're quarterly invited to Mr. Potato Head's wedding. He's marrying his partner of many years, another Mr. Potato Head. I feel like this uh, opening uh, paragraph by Fast Company is more problematic than anything uh, that's happening here. Uh, what is uh, going on? He is, uh, they are uh, changing. Uh, the Mr. Potato Head toy by dropping the Mr. from the name. On the surface, it may seem like a subtle shift, but it is designed to break away from traditional gender norms. That's dope, uh, particularly when it comes to creating Potato Head families, um, how toddlers frequently play with the toy. Okay, that explains the first paragraph a lot more. All right, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that that I, I, I felt like this was being made a bigger deal than it should have been as well. I was mm-hmm. like, I was a little confused with like why people were like really like stressing the sex of this uh, potato. I feel like uh, you yeah. put all types of weird shit on the potato um, as a kid, and it had nothing to do with the sex. It's just these were the parts I had that my mom could afford. So right. I didn't. I never viewed it as like, even though I think I called him Mister. I never called. I never viewed him as a Mister. Right. Well, then maybe that's the problem that the um. The misogyny is so the patriarchy is so baked within that we just called it Mister without acknowledging that we are just giving it the man title, no matter what oh. it identifies as. But uh, basically, what this means is that in each one, it's going to have to have he, he like traditional he and she parts. That yeah, you can then you know because I think the whole thing with Mister Potato Head was that it was all dude parts, and then you got the Mrs. Potato Head. That had right. the lady parts. And so then you had two potato heads and you could mix and match, however. So I imagine now if you're just getting a potato head, you you're get getting both. Yeah, you're getting both so that you can do whatever. I mean, I hope so. That's what I did. I played with Mr. Potato Head, but I didn't own one. I played with him at daycare. So right. like my Oh, so it was just whatever it was, was whatever. there. Yeah. yeah. So like mm-hmm. he had a he had a dress on and he had glasses and a shirt and it was just a potato <laughs> head. Like it was just what it was. This right, is what I can make, and I never thought of it like, uh, oh no, it can't wear this because it's a, it's a Mister or a Mrs. It was just a blank potato. It was a canvas, right? Express yourself, <laughs> you know. So I was like, yo, yes. be who you want to be, right? Right. So I thought it was cool. Like I never, I never viewed it as, uh, as like it was keeping it was it was like gender uh, normative like that. 
Um, yeah. I guess, I guess I always viewed it as like uh, it could be what it wanted. Um, so yeah, if you, I think that I think that's the key. You have to you have to play with the Mister Potato Head at a daycare center in the hood. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, like if you were if you played with a potato head that had all of its gendered parts at all times. Like, did you even play with them? You know what I mean? Because right. you should have lost. You should have lost something. A set of eyes. Yeah. One of the ears. You know what I mean? Like, if you're really like, really playing with your toys the way you should be, you lose like a third of the accessories that go with it. Exactly. I had, I had a couple of. They weren't Barbies yet because they hadn't started to make black Barbies, and my mother would only let us have black, the black versions of dolls. So it was a doll that was like a Barbie, but larger than a Barbie. Okay. Um, which means that her clothing is basically whatever the clothes when, that she had on that when she entered our house were her only outfits. So when I wanted to change outfits, um, my mother just went out and bought Barbie clothing, but they didn't fit on my big ass. Part, you know what I mean? <laughs> like if it was real, if Barbie as a person is like, five seven 115 pounds this bootleg um barbie this bootleg black barbie that my mother brought home before they started making the the official black barbies this bootleg one was like six two so okay. yeah i mean you know a little thick she was a little thick <laughs> and so that's fine but there were no extra clothes for her it was just like you want a black version here you go here's a big big girl and so she just stayed naked all the time i had to tell you the lack of clothing uh for black women sounds like a real problem that black women deal with as is yeah <laughs> and it started from trying to manipulate this big doll into these little clothing they were trying to tell you something and then they finally around the time of michael jackson they started making black barbies uh because they also made a black can that um was to that had like a little bit of an afro and a michael jackson jacket it was a real dark time Jeez. uh yeah the 80s were wild gastor the 80s were wild <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot it was a lot okay. oh boy yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 anywho so you know just put whatever pair of shoes and mustache on and wig on these potato head dolls that you want to it should have been just called potato head the whole time yeah, I'm with this. Uh, I'm I'm really about this. I, I really dig all of that. Be all you could be, Mr. Potato Head, Miss Potato Head, Potato Head in general. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah, of all Potato Heads. We potato we love heads. you and support you. We rock with y'all. I dig it. I dig <laughs> it. I, you know, like, I think my, my daughter was telling me that potatoes do uh, have both. Like, they're like, uh, they're like self. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you leave it sitting around long enough they'll grow vines yeah so like, yeah this was like the <laughs> the right move for the potato like let them self-identify oh okay so getting close getting closer to what like, an actual potato is like yeah because an actual potato okay right is non non-binary no. yeah i mean i don't know i, I don't know what the word know. is but yeah whatever <laughs> it has the uh, options you know like um, it, it, it could self-identify yeah, so man. I feel like that should be. This is the most accurate potato head. Like it, it, it lives the <laughs> life that it it feels is true. I really hope our listeners are enjoying two 
uh, youngish to middle-aged people just trying to figure it out. Look, I'm just trying to keep up with y'all. That's it. Like, real That's talk. Literally, I mean, I, I, I truly mean no harm. It's just like, oh, okay, we drop in the Mr. from the Potato Heads. Fine. That makes sense. Probably should have done that a while ago. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we may not know all the terms, but we know it's in our heart. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's a- <laughs> I just want these potato heads to be happy. Yeah, that's real talk. That's all I'm trying to get at. Like, whatever you see when you see the potato, that's mm-hmm. the right answer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Like, it, it, <laughs> I feel like that, like, I, I in my heart of hearts, I feel like that's the right thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm with that. There we go. <laughs> Smartphone addiction, ruined sleep, study says, but you can fight back. Uh-oh. Uh, I like this type of beef. Uh, addiction to smartphone will result in poor sleep, according to a new study. Um, the study published on Tuesday in Frontiers in psych- uh, Psychiatry uh, looked at smartphone users um, between the ages of 18 and 30 at King's College in London. And uh, the research asked students to complete two questionnaires on their sleep quality and smartphone usage, both in person and online. Um, our estimated prevalence is consistent, uh, nearly 40%, pardon me, of university students qualified as addicted to their smartphones. So, yeah, huh. this is uh, that I'm actually surprised the number's that low. Um, yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Someone's lying. Like, mm. Only 40% of y'all? Rock on. Wow. Yeah, uh, 30, uh, our estimated prevalence is consistent with other reported studies in young adult populations globally which range from 30 to 45 percent um later time of use was also significantly associated with smartphone addiction uh with use after 1 a.m uh conferring a threefold increase so uh yeah if you I, I, that makes sense right like if you i feel like if you're using the phone at 1 a.m and like you were you went straight through to 1 a.m that's a problem but like right. if you're using the phone at 1 a.m because you went to bed at 10 and you taking a 1 a.m. poop, I think you're good. No, you're not good because you've stimulated your brain in that way. And anytime that you're looking at that screen, it takes it takes longer for your eyes to get your, your body to get back into a place of sleeping. True. So if you wake up in the middle of the night to take a poop, don't take your phone in there. Wow, that's for real. Because first of all, you're going to be sitting in there for too long because you're playing some game and you, you're on a good tear or something, you know, so you're already sitting in that position for too long, long after you've pooped. Um, and uh, yeah, and it takes like I've read where you're supposed to give your body time to relax from the strain that you're putting on it from all of the screens, which means you don't just, you know shut off the phone and then roll over and go to sleep immediately. Your brain is still racing. Your eyes still have to adjust. I know all of this because I for sure am addicted to screens or my phone or whatever. And <laughs> my eyes hurt. My eyes hurt. Wow. Yeah. You know, and I wear glasses and I should be, have my glasses on when I'm looking at my phone, but sometimes I wake up and just reach for the phone before I reach for my glasses. And now I'm squinting at the phone. Like it's so important. <laughs> and my glasses are like, really bitch? Really? <laughs> you know you can't see shit and i'm just rubbing my eyes like what's wrong with the phone no baby that's you that's you i love that you believe in yourself in the morning though you know like, <laughs> I can do this. and what am i looking for and what am i looking for when i wake up i i turn off the alarm that the first of like 15 alarms i set to get my ass out of bed i turn it off 
I look to see if anyone's messaged me. Who's messaging me? No one is. No one should be messaging me. But sure <laughs> enough, someone may have. And then I'm like, well, let me just look and see what they were talking about all night on Twitter. Why? Go to bed. What are you talking about? So, yeah. So when I when my cat wakes me up in the middle of the night to feed her uh, or I get up to pee in the middle of the night, I don't bring the, I, I've been working very hard on not even looking at the phone. And just moving and then just trying to get back into a, a, a state of relaxation. Cause these phones are gonna fuck us up, y'all. I'm I'm I guess like I'm nervous because like like when I wake up and I, I think like I could pee on autopilot. Like I could do that, mm-hmm. no phone. I could go through I could do that in the dark. Like I you know, like but like pooping is a lot of time, like to go without like <laughs> something to read, you know? And I don't I, like the whole like like I never did the magazines in the bathroom thing. That always felt weird to me. You know? As a kid, I used to read books while I would uh, poop, and that's also distracting. Like I would be done pooping and just but into the book, so I'm just in there until my leg falls asleep. So you know, like now I I rarely take my phone into I rarely take my phone into a bathroom. If I have a phone, my phone with me in the bathroom, um. Either it's a public bathroom, and I don't even remember what that's like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that's like. It's It's been so long since I've put, you know, spread toilet paper out on the toilet seat. I don't know. <laughs> to, that, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I got to, you know, and um, uh, or I brought it into the bathroom because um, I'm listening to something on it. Okay. And I'm getting ready to take a shower or something like that. But I'm not like I, I really I I never really got into the habit of bringing it in for a poop. And I don't want to start now because I because I've already did that as a child with a book. So I know I'll be in the bathroom for hours. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm definitely in the bathroom a lot. But like it's it's the best place to get away from everybody. Yes. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I I also have no children. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not very, you know, it is, I'm not, I, I don't have a world I need to escape occasionally. So I get it. I get it if that's what you have to do, but don't do it in the middle of the night. Okay. Like, yeah. Just, the, just give it a shot and see if you sleep, if you can get back to sleep faster. Yeah. I ain't going to fry. I do have problems with that. Like sleeping straight through mm-hmm. the night. I don't do that much. Yeah. Okay. I know you were up till three and you were in making quiet storm tracks at three in the morning drinking wine you <laughs> so if yeah you, you know what I, that, that, that should, i should definitely keep uh watching the phones i mean a classic okay i'm proud of my work <laughs> <laughs> my insomnia is paying off i love it <laughs> and herbert resigns as nike exec after the report ties her to sneaker resale business. That's right. Uh, Nike announced on Monday the resignation of Ann Herbert, the company's VP and general manager of the North American region. Uh, CNBC's Lauren Thomas spoke to a representative of Nike who said that Herbert chose to resign and wasn't formally dismissed. The move comes after Herbert's son, Joe, was profiled in a story by Bloomberg Businessweek's Joshua Hunt about the growing sneaker resale market. Hunt stumbled upon the relationship when he received a call from a number belonging to Ann. That's right. I looked up the name. Yo, (laughs) let me tell you. 
let me tell you something. I read this. I read this piece. I read this piece when it came out last week, like last. Uh, yeah, sometime last week the piece came out, yeah. and someone had tweeted it with just like, "This is a cover story about sh- the resale market of sneakers." Um, that, and what no one is talking about is how it has removed black people from the story of it. That now it's a huge booming business with its own third party markets and ways to move through, and people see it as you know as currency and all this stuff. And it's big enough that they profile this this young kid who's doing it and doing well. But no one's talking about how the reason that we even got to this point is because of black people right. standing for these shoes and these shoes having their own lives in the black community and all that kind of stuff. So I read it because I'm like, oh, OK, well, let me read about this this kid who's doing it. And they make there's a brief mention about that, about how they're, you know, they that black people are being erased from the story of sneaker resale and all of that kind of stuff. Just in, from the story of it, from it uh, even happening because of the various third party apps that are coming in, blah, blah, blah. I'm reading about this dude, this young guy. He's do, making all these moves and making all this money. And then it got to this part about the phone call, which was all close to the end of the piece. Mm. where uh, he wrote, uh, I looked the name up and discovered there was an Ann Hebert who worked at Nike for 25 years and had recently been made its vice president and general manager for North America. The press release announcing her promotion noted that she would be instrumental in accelerating our our consumer direct offense, the Nike initiative that has helped fuel the sneaker resale boom. And when I tell you I look like that gif of Weebay from The Wire, <laughs> I was like, uh, I literally pushed my laptop back and said, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So this kid I've been reading about this whole time, talking about how he, uh, you know, he lucked up on, he met up with someone and lucked up on four pair of the sneakers that like from uh, the Back to the Future movie. Yeah, yeah. He lucked up on four pair of those. He, um, when things kind of got slow last summer, uh, he drove, he bought a box truck and he and a friend drove across the country going to small sneaker boutiques and to outlet stores and bought up a whole bunch of stuff so that they could resell. And his mama... And not only not only is his mom the vice president and general manager for North America and in charge of the department that's in charge of the sneakers app for Nike. <laughs> but this motherfucker still has his phone and his mom's name. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, this is the worst like ad for family plans. <laughs> like, ever. I no not no. I'm not and I, you <laughs> And also the kid was like 19. And in some part of the, in the story, it's like, well, when he was in high school, he noticed. I was like, when he was in high school, what, like 45 minutes ago? What are we talking about? <laughs> I, lo- I love that they tried to make it seem like he was ahead of the game. Like, yeah. the-, <laughs> the whole idea of like this whole sneaker reseller culture is legitimately older than him. <laughs> older than him. <laughs> Older than him. In high like, school, I noticed. What you noticed? What you, what you, <laughs> so I'm just 20 years old, my G? What did you notice? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god! I discovered this little sport called NFL football. Oh it's my god! We should put some dollars in it. This freaking idiot! Like you, you know, uh, this like. This is like foolproof to me. Like whenever you do make it, man. Like, yo, keep your eyes on the details, be like this. This this lady clearly made at least six figures a year, probably more with bonuses. Her son was leveraging that for his own six figure business, and he... they got brought down because this man didn't want to pay an extra ten dollars a month for his I'm own saying... T-Mobile plan. Also, he was charging them on a. Uh on American Express corporate card uh, <laughs> in his mother's name when he would buy the shoes from places in order to resale them. So the, the, the original like article started with him uh, using bots, by the way, which you're not even supposed to anyway, yeah. using various bots, talking about how he's got people who are in charge of various bots who work in his crew. And, um, how they bought up like $135,000 worth of Yeezys and then flipped them, right? And the card that he used to pay for them was his mother's American Express corporate card. I mean, come on, bruh. Come on, bruh. What are you, what? You, I don't, you know, real talk, man, you, you can't love all your kids. You can't. Like, what if that's her only one? <laughs> Like this is enough to be like, yeah, I don't fuck with you no more, B. Like you, you, and, you could cut a kid off over this nonsense. You, you, you like, have, yeah. But you all, she had to know because he's got pictures on his old Instagram account. Yeah, um, that was just him in front of walls of shoes, like on their on their deck because yeah, he's nineteen. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, that's him at home. <laughs> yeah, that's on YouTube. Like, how does she? I mean, I get that she's a vice president, and I'm sure she probably got more boxes of Nikes in the house than the rest of us, right? But you don't got a wall, my. Come on, <laughs> you don't have a wall of them. You're not posing in front of them with like Lucy sneakers covering you. Yeah, how do you go back to like wearing Nikes after that? I don't. <laughs> like, I don't if know. You got a wall of Nikes, and then you get fired by Nike, like. You can't like keep wearing Nike. All that Nike shit. All that. What are they wearing? What are they wearing? <laughs> that shit gotta go, B. Yeah. What like, you can't you can't wear anything. You look at a swoosh and you're just like, I I'm done. I gotta I go did. to therapy. There's too Where, much hurt there. Yeah. There's so much hurt. <laughs> there's hey, you so much hurt. That's just pain. Like I would I would legit cry. Like, yeah, I lost yeah. a half million dollar job over these freaking Nike checks. You know what I mean? Now I don't get yeah. no checks. It's over. I mean, the look, hurt me. I don't think I, 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 I don't know if she was just like in on the fix, but I'm sure something's happened. You know what I mean? She's also not completely clueless. Word. That's her. I mean, the kid is 19. He dropped out of college to do this. <laughs> he dropped out of college to do this. So you got, you know what I mean? Your parents are going to notice if you were in college and suddenly after a year, you're not in college. Man. And you yo, flip the sneakers. privilege is different, yo. It, it really it is different. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, I've been, <laughs> like, when I read that, I was just like, this is insane. And then when, you know, after the weekend, it came out that the woman 
left the job. I was just like, yeah, you left that job. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't stay there because your dumb, your dumbass son wants to floss for the camera. You got to go. You I've been, can't. I've been, listen, I've been telling my kids from day one, you don't own shit. Okay. This house is daddy's house. It's your mama's house. We put in the sweat equity. I will show you how to get your own house. Right. But but make no mistake. This is my house. You know what I mean? I own this. This is under my name. And I don't even own it in full. I'm still paying the bank. But it's between me and them. Me and Chase. (laughs) That's our relationship. You want your house, you go get your house. Don't be reckless out there with my house. And if I blow up one day, it's still going to be my house. All right? It's not not your house till I decide so. You got, you got, cause then you end up with nonsense like this. This kid 100% thought all that money was his money. Absolutely, like he, he did. He lived it up. Like, yeah, look, look how I'm doing it. And he ain't put in the time to earn it. He was never humble because he never nope. knows what it took to make that. Yep. And nonsense. That's wild. That's wild. And I still, it's something that has always bothered me. It's just like, you a grown ass person. And your phone is under your mama name. Like, get out of my face with that bullshit. I don't have time. I it's, I don't know why. Because look, everyone's got their situations. There, I mean, there are probably times where it's actually smarter to have a friends and family plan. Right. You know, blah blah blah. But I feel like don't do dirt. <laughs> if you're gonna do dirt, don't implicate your family because y'all want savings. Like yeah. that's not y'all. You know, you want to pay a little less on the bill. But you out here, you know, doing doing wrong, and now your sister got to leave her job at T-Mobile because you don't know, you don't know how to flip your bricks correctly. Yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if, <laughs> yo, the thing, yo, really, t- T-Mobile at least once a year runs a special where they will give you a free line. <laughs> you could just had an extra phone this whole time. Oh, reckless kids, I, man. Yeah, you know, it's just not right. It's just, oh boy, it, I don't know that whole story. Boy, I laughed so much when it came out that she quit her job. I laughed for a full hour. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it, it was nice because it bothered me so much last week, and then when she had to quit, it brought me so much joy. These fucking idiots! I was just so thrilled. <laughs> Try again when you get your own phone line, bro. Try it again. <laughs> Give it another shot. When your mom get try it at a company where your mother's not in charge of the sneakers app. Yeah, like what do you know? You such a you such a good businessman. <laughs> You're well, VP and the general manager of North America. You didn't have to flip a damn sneaker. Like that wasn't your hustle. That wasn't for you. My come on, man. <laughs> Leave that for the people that need to be flipping kicks. It ain't for you. Thank you. It's not for you. You don't need it. You oh Nike was already paying your bills. Yeah, you were literally you were the original flip. Like she's dead. <laughs> she's the plug. Like that that should have been your whole IG account. Instead of trying to say you were a sneaker flipper, you should have been like, I'm the plug. That that would have it would have been just as strong for your cool points and right. brand. You could have flexed all the sneakers first. You would have gotten the exact same notoriety on IG as anyone else without yep, yep. risking the bag for your mom. You know what I mean? Kids don't Ugh. learn, B. They don't. They don't. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, finally, we have a California doctor perform surgery during a Zoom court appearance. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> California doctor whose trial was delayed after he appeared for a virtual court hearing while simultaneously conducting surgery on Thursday. Dr. Scott Green, a plastic surgeon, showed up to his virtual Sacramento Superior Court hearing, held over Zoom, to contest a traffic violation wearing scrubs, gloves, a mask, and a surgical cap. Are you available for trial? The court uh, clerk asked Green during the proceedings, which were live streamed. It kind of looks like you're in the operating room right now. <laughs> he said, I am in the operating room. Yes, I'm available for trial. Go right ahead. I love, yo. You know what? I I ain't mad at him. Have you ever gotten a parking ticket and you're like, this is bullshit? I will be at every court date you give me because this is bullshit. I'm far enough away from that goddamn sign. Think I won't. I'm taking pictures right now. Think I won't. Reschedule all you want. See if I won't show up in scrubs. Absolutely. I, I'm with this doctor on this. He is not trying to pay that speeding ticket. I don't blame him. I support it because I'm. I could think of so many times in my job where I could 100% could have taken a phone call. Like not every mm-hmm. one of the job tasks are like super like like stressful focus related things. Like we don't know what kind of plastic surgery this was. You know, <laughs> it could. <laughs> It's going to be like the equivalent of like filing papers, you know, like, right. You know, right. For him, right. Like, that's his layup. Like, oh, this is not, this is easy shit. You know, I ain't even right. opening up the dude's eyes enough. And it's crazy. You know, this is just a nose job, whatever it is. It's just easy for this dude. So yeah, he could have took in the call and he said, y'all got my mans right here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> This is, yo, man, people people got audacity on Zoom, man. I love this shit. Zoom is, like, just making people, like, real brazen. Just like, yo, I'm going to try it, see what happens. Because he was, yeah, like, yo, if you look at the picture of it, like, he is by far the most, like, focused person in the meeting. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm with it. I'm giving you full eye contact despite the yep. surgery. This ain't changing nothing. I want my $65 back. I did not do the speed limit on that on that, on that that highway. Oh, and you know, it's tough, too, because when you had to do, like, traffic violations, like, court appearances in person, you basically were just praying that that cop wouldn't show up. Yeah. And so it would be thrown out. But now with Zoom, cop's going to show up. Everybody's going to show up. Hell yeah. So you really got to be, you know what I mean? And and cop, I mean, you know, they, they, they show that they don't care if you're you're just like, hey, I can't, I'm. A dot, you know, I've got right. this, this on that day. And they're just like, I mean, if you want to, you could just go ahead and pay it. Or if you really want to fight it, you'd be there. Right, All right. right. Okay, nigga, I'll see you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you on the fifth then. Let's do this. Scott Green is about that life. <laughs> <laughs> My man's a plastic surgeon in California. Probably oh. making six, seven hundred racks a year. But he right. wants that he- $65 back. He is not paying for that seventy-two dollar parking. I don't play. Also, if this is in California, I I'm sure it's a parking thing. He's probably like enough. I'm not doing this. Y'all got me out here shaving down noses during a pandemic, and you want my seventy-two dollars? Not the kid. I'm not doing it. Mm-mm. Yo, you know what I was picturing too? Now that I think about it, is that like. This dude had to pay a nurse to be in the operating room 
to mm-hmm. dial for him because he he was already. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There is another person. There's He's another... paying more to do this than the ticket probably is. <laughs> he like, nope. You operate it today with me. Like, oh, what am I doing? Am I getting to assist? Yeah, you gonna assist kind of <laughs> in my personal in life. <laughs> oh wow that is awesome i love it i love this guy's energy i'm about it go out yeah. there fight those battles you know what i mean everybody you know what i mean you deserve it we all need a, we all need a little bit of sky green in ourselves <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> if you are a fan of the show we always appreciate you please send in any articles you want us to cover um feel free to dm myself for shalewa at Silky Jumbo, at Gastromonte on Twitter or Instagram. Always appreciate the stuff that you guys send in. Um, if you like the show, like and subscribe to the show. Um, please rate us if you're an Apple uh, listener. Uh, with that said, always a pleasure to catch y'all next week. My name is Gastromonte. Always with the homie Chalet with Sharp. Catch y'all later. This has been the War Report. Peace. Catch y'all next week. Peace.